Hello and welcome to the Week in Reorg Europe. My name is Ben Kovaka and I'm an analyst here at Reorg. With me I have co-deputy editor Luca Rossi and legal analyst Sean Qureshi. In this episode of the European podcast, we take a look at Labara's bondholder enforcement process and Officina Macaferi. So first to Labara. Sean, could you give us some background on this? Thanks, Ben. Sure. Labara is an international MVNO telecoms business currently controlled by Palmerium, a Swiss family office. The company issued senior secure bonds in September 2017, and the bonds have the benefit of a collateral package, including a share pledge over their shares in the issuer. The issuer has incurred several events of default under the terms of the bonds, including a failure to provide audited 2017 annual financial accounts. After an eight-month period of waiver negotiations, the bondholders agreed to forbear their contractual rights to call an event of default under the bond terms, while the delayed accounts were pre-prepared. The accounts were eventually made available in December 2018. On June 5th, the issuer announced that it would not make a €6 million interest payment due on June 7th. This was a default and a new bond was subsequently issued for the unpaid amount in the form of a senior unsecured interest claim. An ad hoc bondholder committee had formed by this stage and voiced concerns about other potential breaches of the bond terms and possible value leakage out of the group. The issuer went on to engage Palmerium advisors in connection with the sale of Labara Spain for €55 million, announced on November 21, 2018. However, the issuer's quarterly accounts for the fourth quarter 2018 failed to clearly disclose the quantum of the fees paid to Palmerium advisors in connection with the sale. When the exact figure was released, the ad hoc committee considered the price to be off-market and proposed to urgently accelerate the bonds and enforce the share pledge. The exact amount was redacted from the bondholder's summons. Okay, so um, what have the ad hoc committee of bondholders proposed? Well, they've asked their bond trustee to issue a summons to the remaining holders requesting that they approve a proposed share pledge enforcement. The summons has now already been approved by the requisite 66% and two-thirds majority. So the summons proposes that the bond trustee, being indemnified by certain of the bondholders, enforces the share pledge granted over the issuer's shares. As part of the enforcement process, the bond trustee will credit bid for the issuer's shares up to a maximum nominal value of 220 million euros, with the exact amount to be determined by market valuation. The issuer's shares would then be held in an Orphan Dutch Trust Foundation, or STAC, on behalf of the bond trustee for the benefit of the bondholders. The credit bid process will require the approval of the Dutch courts and, failing receipt of approval due to insufficient sale price, the issuer's shares could be sold to an alternative bidder if a greater price is offered. Right, so uh, what will happen to the existing bonds and what will the new structure look like? Uh, are there going to be any new debt instruments? Yes, well, if, the, uh, if bonds remained outstanding following the completion of the credit bid process, they will be amended and restated to, restated to 140 million euro 6.5% first lien notes and 110 million euro 8% pick second lien notes in the form substantively described in a debt term sheet. With respect to the first lien notes, uh, the general financial undertakings will be as per the existing notes, but there will be an indebtedness covenant to permit an additional 15 million euros super senior credit facility, while the financial covenant, that will be removed. So there is capacity for further new money to be provided to the group. In terms of the new structure, A shares will initially be issued to the bondholders, pro rata to their holding of bonds. The bondholders providing indemnities to the bondholders to the bond trustee will be receiving B shares and secondly on notes in the post-enforcement structure. 
referred to as the backstop economics in the summons. The opportunity to participate in the backstop economics on a pro rata basis to their holdings in the bonds is available to all of the bondholders. As the bond trustee has now received instructions from the requisite bondholders and also received indemnities, the process will commence shortly. Thanks, Shan. So over to Luca. Let's talk about Officina Macaferi. What's happened to the Italian Buildings Materials Company? Thanks, Ben. So uh, Officina Macaferi is an Italian group specialized in products and solutions for the construction industry. The company is 100% owned by the Macaferi family and manufactures some structures used for soil reinforcement, coastal protection and also avalanche protection. Macaferi's holding company is called Secci and owns several businesses operating in food and agriculture, mechanical engineering, tobacco, this business is called Manifatture Sigaro Toscano, energy, real estate and biotechnologies. So what happened at the end of May is that Secci filed for an Italian in-court debt restructuring called Concordato in Bianco. To be more precise, seven of Secci's company, which represent around 20% of the group's revenue, filed for Concordato. And businesses like Officina Maccaferri and the cigar company Manifatture Sigaro Toscano have been excluded from the procedure. So the idea is for Secci to restructure its energy, food and real estate businesses and focus on the group's core businesses. Right, so if you have this dynamic where it is the Holtco filing, um, so why are investors exactly worried about Officina Macaferi, even though it is uh, not part of this uh, broader restructuring? There are several reasons. Uh, first, it's one year since Macaferi opened talks with an equity investor for a possible M&A process aimed at uh, making new investments and possibly refinancing part of uh, Macaferi's 190 million euros bonds due in 2021. So several people believe that, that the holding company filing will stop this deal, something the equity investor has already run away, actually. We understand that the company is meeting its potential co-investor next week, so we will know more about this pretty soon. Second, some people are worried about a possible contagion effect that could impact Officina Macaferi as a consequence of the building company, uh, sorry, of the holding company filing. In fact, uh, Macaferi has already devalued its 32 million Secchi loan, which is a credit it has towards Secchi, uh, by 10 million as a consequence of the holding company's restructuring process. And don't forget that Macaferri paid 27 million at the end of December 2018, 10 million of which uh, was an extraordinary dividend to Secchi, while 5 million was used to acquire minority interests in two companies and 12 million to reimburse a reverse factoring line. Finally, Officina Macaferri itself, so the operating company, has uh, some issues. Operating cash flow generation in 2018 was 18 million versus 65 million in 2017 and the company almost tripled the use of short-term credit lines over the year. Some investors believe that the company might need a new money injection in the near future. Right, so uh, there's a lot of moving parts it seems. Uh, Can you somehow link this to the the pricing in the market of of the company's bonds? Sure, Ben. So uh, the company's 190 million euros bonds, uh, uh, which are due in 2021, fell from the 70s to the 50s in mid-May after Sichi replaced its CEO and CFO and hired Rothschild as a restructuring advisor. The notes, which are pretty liquid, are now back in the high 60s. 
Sechi has a bond too. It's actually a 90 million euros private placement, which was issued in March and is secured on 50.1% shares of the group cigar business. It's unclear whether after the Concordato filing, this, uh, this security has become due and payable. Overall, Macaferri has around 270 million of debt, while Sechi has around 750 million of debt. Sechi now has up to 120 days to present a restructuring proposal with the possible extension of a further 60 days. Thank you so much, Luca. And that is all for this week's podcast. We'll be back in two weeks. 